Hello and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. We continue with our series going through some of the parables, some of the stories that Jesus told. And we're looking today at Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. This is Jesus' parable of the Good Samaritan. And I've entitled this Neighbourhood Watch. Let's pray together. Lord, as we look at this parable, we pray that you would teach us and train us and inspire us by your word. Lord, for some of us, we're coming to this fresh, and so as we break new ground, we pray that you would speak into our hearts. But for others of us who know this story well, who have read it many times, who've been in church services where it's been preached on, maybe even we've preached on it ourselves. Lord, if we're we're coming to this, we pray that there would be no sense of the phrase familiarity breeding contempt, or indeed familiarity breeding anything apart from excitement to tackle your word afresh and to have old lessons reinforced and new words come to us. Lord, we want to learn. We want to grow. We want to be fresh as we come to your word, expectant, waiting, ready for you to speak. So, Lord, whether this is a new thing for us or whether we have come to these verses many times, speak to us, O God, we pray that we might be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. So Luke chapter 10 and beginning at verse 25. These verses are so vivid and powerful. May God impress them on our hearts today. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbour? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, pass by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he travelled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. 
Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. So much that's there for us and I just want to draw out a few things. And first of all, just to emphasise how we are Christians, how we are saved, to use the biblical language. One reading of this parable could be that we are saved by good works. We're saved by what we do. We're saved by acting like the Samaritan. But that's not the Bible's message. Look at verse 29. The man, the expert in the law, wanted to justify himself. Luke, of course, was one of Paul's travelling companions, the Apostle Paul, and he knew what justification meant, and he knew that it was impossible for anyone to justify themselves. The word speaks of being right with God. We might think of it as just as if I'd never sinned. And that's impossible for anyone. And here in this parable, there is an implicit pointing away from good works to the one good work of Jesus Christ. We are justified when we trust not in ourselves, but in him when we put our faith in him and his death and resurrection for us. That is the good work that we need. We put our trust in Jesus. We throw ourselves on his mercy. We lean our whole weight on him. And so God comes and makes us right with him. This is not a parable about how we are saved. But we are called to love as Christian people. God saves us and then he transforms us so that we live differently. The Samaritan is an outsider and he shows costly love. As far as Jewish people were concerned, Samaritans tended to be beyond the pale. And Jesus uses this illustration to shock and disturb and to penetrate. This outsider shows costly love. And Jesus, of course, himself would follow this pattern and he too would show costly love. Jesus is the outsider. He doesn't have formal training as a priest, although he is our great high priest. He didn't have training as a Levite, but he fulfilled the Old Testament law completely. Jesus comes in love, the one from outside. 
And like this Samaritan, he gives us an example of costly love. How would this have cost the Samaritan? Well, he pays a price for this man's care. But actually the cost goes deeper than that. To stop by the side of a road and to tend this man's wounds when the robbers, the brigands, might still be nearby. The priest didn't stop. The Levite didn't stop. But the Samaritan did. He takes a risk He is willing to pay a price of cost, costly loving, as he reaches out in practical ways to this man. We too are called to reach out and love the other. When I was growing up in the 1970s and the 1980s, a theatre company called Riding Lights dramatised this parable and they set it in what at the time was a modern setting and called it the parable of the good punk rocker. This guy with a Mohican and with safety pins in his nose and in his ears was the one who stopped and helped someone who had been beaten up. And again, the aim is to shock and disturb, to disturb the comfortable and to get us to think about the other. We are called to reach out to people who are different to us. We are called to love as Jesus loved. He reaches across racial and cultural barriers and we are to do the same. Who is it that God is calling us to reach out to? Who is it that God is calling us to love? Jesus and the Samaritan took huge risks in love. We are to do the same. Let's come to our God in prayer. Lord, first of all, we thank you and we praise you that we are justified, that we are made right with you, not by what we do, but by what Jesus has done. We praise you for your glorious grace, your amazing mercy that you pour into our lives day by day. We receive again. Lord, we don't want to justify ourselves before you. We know that that is impossible. And we thank you that in Jesus you make us right with you. We praise you, we worship you for this wonderful salvation. And now, Lord, we pray for a world that is broken and hurting, for a world where there are deep needs. May the love that you have placed in our hearts flow out through us to others. And especially now, Lord, we pray that you would help us to reach across the divide, to love those who are different from us, perhaps different because of race or culture or background, perhaps a a difference because it's young and old. Lord, in our day where community is fractured and fragmented, where we tend to cluster together with people who are like us. Help us to reach out to the outsider, 
Thank you that your son, the Lord Jesus, came, the one from outside, breaking into time and space and history. Lord, our world, with all its mess and compromise and confusion, thank you that you, the outsider, loved the unloved and the unlovely. Again, O Lord, we receive that love with gratitude in our hearts, and we pray right now, that you would help us to love those who are different to us. So, Lord, help us to take the example of this parable and to put it into practice. In Jesus' name, amen.